with Counselor Mandy Bird. Here, you'll learn practical tools for navigating your losses and hear inspiring real-life stories from courageous people who have moved through their losses and found hope, their own authenticity, and how to give back to the world. And now, your host, Counselor Mandy. Hi there. Welcome to Finding Hope. I'm Counselor Mandy Bird, and I'm so excited today to have a really beautiful, powerful, smart, bright, gorgeous black woman named Angela Hagler on Finding Hope today. It's so important to me to be highlighting powerful leaders in our community and in the world and, um, and to really support black women and all of the amazing ways and the gifts that they bring to us. And you are one of those women, Angela. Thank you so much for being on Finding Hope. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. And as always, a shout out to my dear Cindy Bolero, my producer, Finding Hope. Thank you for all the excellence that you bring to Finding Hope, Cindy. You are so very welcome. It's my pleasure. And it's also my pleasure to introduce our guest today. Angela M. Hagler began her career as a television reporter at WPBE ABC 15 in her hometown of Florence, South Carolina. She then moved to Ames, Iowa for her MS degree in journalism and mass communication while continuing her work as an assistant news producer for the Des Moines ABC affiliate. She obtained her Master's of Fine Arts in Creative Writing from Queen's University of Charlotte in 2003 and has been teaching creative writing for the past 17 years. Her online courses help diverse writers build community while completing their books or writing projects. She is a 2020 recipient of an Arts and Science Council inaugural Emerging Creator Fellowship and an ASC Cultural Vision Grant recipient. Her work can be found in publications such as CourierNewsroom.com, Beautiful Truths Literary Magazine, Change 7 Literary Magazine, and Charlotte's African American Magazine, Pride, where she is the book reviewer. Her essays are featured in two upcoming books, The Image in the Mirror by Victorious U Press, and Unspoken by L10 Press. Welcome, Angela, to our show. Glad to be here. Thank you for that. So one of my favorite questions to explore with human beings, you know, you know that one of the things I'm so passionate about is empowering people in their grief and really helping all of us learn from each other how our grief takes us into our calling, how it introduces us into our creativity, that how it really is a great paradoxical gift in our lives. And what a powerful way, you know, to help the individual is for, for us to learn from each other and to share our stories. And, and the question I love opening up with is, what is one of the losses in, in your life and how, how, what, how did that point you towards your own passion and your own creativity? 
Excellent. Thank you, Mandy. Um, you know, I've been thinking about that question um, being how did loss catapult me into my creativity or how did it lead to some sort of gain? And I think that the, the I almost have to think about it in terms of two back-to-back losses. And the first one would be and and I, <laughs> as I reflect on this, um, it's even hard for me to say this because of my yeah. background. You know, being a black woman, um, a child of two parents who one was a civil rights um, um, fighter and in college, and the other one was in the, was a military officer. And you know, in in my hometown, you you you. you you only had one option, and that was succeed, you know, in my, in my house, oh, succeed. Right, And so, right. you know, the idea of, of, of separating from an employer um, where it was a mutual decision was something that just, you just don't even discuss. But, mm, um, mm. or, you, you know, you discuss it, but you certainly don't speak it very loudly. And yeah. so, but yeah. when I separated, and, and it's interesting because the chapter that I wrote in the image in the mirror is, is called an, um, a necessary separation. When I was a marketer for a, the library, I was one of the marketing um, professionals there. Um, I had been there going on 11 years. And I knew in my heart that... I was ready for for a greater challenge, mm-hmm. um, but I I dragged my feet. You know, I I was comfortable there. Um, I liked my coworkers. The work was doable. Um, yeah, but it wasn't exciting. And, and when I say exciting, it didn't excite my spirit in the way that it should have, or maybe that it mm-hmm. did in the beginning. And mm. so I would write in my journal because I really believe in, you know, I've always been a journal writer from the, you know, early, gosh, elementary school on. As soon as I, I remember getting my first journal, it was this little pink um, book with a snap on it that you could snap and you could <laughs> lock it, you know, and I just, I would write all of my thoughts in that journal and I've kept that, kept that habit up, uh, you know, on until my adulthood. But I, I was writing in my journal, you know, about how I really wanted a change. I wanted something different in my career. And I have always wanted to be a writer. That was another thing. You know, when people asked me what I wanted to be, I would tell them a writer. And I also wanted to be an actor as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I did get to explore that a little bit. And that's another story. But um, so... <laughs> I, um, I, (laughs) so back to the topic, the topic being a loss, I would write in my journal about how I wanted something different. And I actually wrote in my journal that I, okay, so what happened was I, I don't get visions or I've never experienced, you know, some people like, I got this vision or I heard this voice from God. I've never really experienced that per se, Mm. but one morning, Mm -hmm. 
I woke up, or at least let me backtrack, at that time, I had never experienced that, okay, when, that, when this journal, uh, in, when I wrote this in my journal. But I had, uh, either I woke up the, that morning, and this had to have been, let's see, when I left the library, now this is, I'm mixing this up here, but when I left the library, it was January 3rd, 2018. And probably the year, it was either 2016 or 2015, I had received this very strong message in a dream that I would be leaving the library in January of, I believe, the following year, whatever that, I don't even remember what the year was, because mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and find that journal entry, and I haven't looked at that in a while. But it, it, it was, you know, I had gotten this clear message in a dream that I needed to leave. And um, I, I was a newlywed at the time, and, you know, and I was trying to um, rationalize it to myself in a way, um, oh, you know, well, you're newly married, we can't afford this, you know, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and honestly, I was so bogged down by the demands of that experience that I wouldn't even have the energy to really apply for jobs. You know, I, mean, I don't know if anyone yeah. ever felt that way before, but you know, it takes a certain amount of energy to even apply. I had applied for a couple of jobs, but it took all of the energy that I had, you know, to, to muster that. And, you know, and while you're still doing the job and you're still doing the, you know, the, the, the demands of it being a new wife and, and partner and, and my mother was often sick, I just had a lot on me. And yeah. I just couldn't see my way clear out of leaving. And so I rationalized it to myself. I said, well, maybe this could be January, you know, 2020, you know, or, or 20, you know, 20, some other time, but not when the message mm-hmm. told me that I was supposed to leave. And so, you know, I trudged along and trudged along and, and you know, I don't, you know, there's, there, there's a certain thing that happens when, you know, you don't have the energy. Other people can sense that you don't have the energy. It shows up in, you know, in your performance in a variety of different ways. And you can only fake it for so long. Yeah. You know, and so I, um, huh, so when January 3rd came around and I learned that uh, what had been in my heart was also being um, uh, communicated or or received by my employer. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, and it's funny because I can remember the day that I learned that my employer and I would be parting ways. It was both a relief and disappointing. Um, sure. It was disappointing for a number of reasons, you know, partly because, I don't know, I just felt like I should have known or there should have been some sort of a more of a warning. You know, there, there were, and part of, the, part of the way and how that it all happened was symptomatic of the relationship to begin with. Angela, I want to share that I I know these types of losses, they're so difficult to talk about. And I, I want you to know how much I appreciate your your courage and your bravery and being so 
open and, and sharing that part of your story. And, and how would you say that um, the loss of losing your job, um, what then opened up for you? The part that, that I want to communicate the most is this, and that is sometimes when you don't follow that strong voice or message to your heart, if you don't follow it, oftentimes your I'm sorry, if you don't move when that voice or that strong mm-hmm. message tells you to move, mm-hmm. sometimes you will get moved. Yeah. And so wow, I girl. believe yeah. that that is what happened. Had I wow. moved yeah. when I was told to move, things yeah. would have would have just, you know, I believe things would have would have gone differently. Now, because I didn't move, <laughs> because I was moved, you know, it things still worked out, but it just in a mm. different manner. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. I and when I, I want to get back to what I said earlier, when I told my mother what occurred, she was disappointed in me, not not just because of the fact that it occurred, but that I didn't fight it. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she was like, oh, well, you need to contact the lawyer and you need to do this, that and the other. And I tried to explain to her, I said, I don't want to fight it. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. and, I, and I talk about this in my chapter, it's like, because if I fight it, what if I win? You know, right. so I have to go back. Right. You know, that's like, right. because right. I felt like, I felt like this was this was supposed to happen. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was both relieved and hurt, you know, and so, but the relief, sure. I was like, okay, now I can move forward on the, the things that have been in my heart that I really mm-hmm. wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, That's and I beautiful. can sort of test the waters and see, you know, what else is out there for me. Um, and so, and then what, so then I had already had some things in place. I had, prior to this occurring, you know, which, which just goes to show that I was making, I was making steps. I was, you know, towards what I really wanted to do and to what I feel, what was in my heart or the talents that were in me to, to explore. I had mm. signed up for this conference in, uh, on January 12th, which was like, well, I believe that was like Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday weekend. And so, so here, so picture this, January 3rd, I left. Um, my employer. January twelfth mm. weekend, I went to a manifest your vision workshop oh, that was wow. already in the works. That's so and what amazing. was so yeah, and what was so awesome about that was what was I you know because everything had occurred instead of flying, I decided to drive, and so that was great because I had like a, the the conference is in Fort Lauderdale, and so I had like twelve hours just really think and communicate with the Lord and, you know, just really assess things. And I, you know, I love having a, a drive. I like driving, um, even though that drive to, to Florida is, can be very, you know, demoralizing, but at the same time, it would just gave me a chance to listen to music and just really commune with the, you know, with the Lord and everything. And so, um, and at that conference, it was a conference put on by, um, you know, one of these, um, well, it was actually called the Happy Black Woman. She was the Happy Black Woman was the name of the of the business, mm. the company. And so I was able to get energized and and 
um, uh, encouraged by all of these other women that were business oriented and thinking about things that they, you know, wanted to do and businesses and such. In fact, I remember phrasing it like this. On January 3rd, I got fired and then I hired myself. Oh, I love that. Oh, oh, I love that. I mean, that's so, and you know, this gem, I want to, I want to highlight that, that gem of wisdom that you said that, um, that you look back and say, you know, I didn't, I didn't listen to my heart and hey, it, it worked out. Hey, you know, life did take care of me anyway. And, you know, you kept searching, you kept seeking. Um, and so as it's continued to unfold, I'd love for our listeners to learn about the work that you're, you're doing in the world. Um, yes. And I, and I want to say this too. This is what is so, um, uh, this is, this is something that I learned during this process as well. And that is um, what one organization or group of people thinks about you does not have to define you. Uh, you know, yeah. Because within yeah. 45 days of that, of that position or that experience leaving my life, I was able to move, to move on a contract doing almost exactly the same thing I was doing before just within 45 days, and this was on, you know, the strength of my character and my um, outside, um, uh, you know, how people perceive me, I was able to move into another co- contract position within my business, which was, um, so I started, you know, I started this business. I always had this business, um, Silverscribe Solutions. And I changed to the Silverscribe Communications and Consulting, and I and I started doing. I did a contract 45 days later, and that contract went from February on through to June, and I was loved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. Like all kinds of things, you know, some similar things that I might have done for the other organization, and I did for this organization, and it was just, you know, they thought it was fabulous, and so that taught me. Yeah. Don't let yeah. what someone else perceives you to be to define you. You are what you mm. define yourself to be. And so um, that was that was very helpful. And so so much happened as a result of me lo- leaving that situation of what per- what had what some might perceive to be a loss turned out to be a humongous gain. I was able to, mm-hmm. to um, go to a conference. I didn't even have to worry about, oh, when, when am I going to do I have to go back? When, you know, to start, you know, the, uh, the, the, you know, the constraints that a full-time, that a full-time life, a full-time job can, can make you have. I didn't have that. So I could stay longer. My sister's um, uh, mother-in-law had passed. So I was able to, like, spend time with them. Um, while you know, during that time frame, um, I came back. I started another, uh, I was in this other um, uh, mastermind group where they were encouraging us to start our businesses. And again, that was something that I had already put into place and that fell into place already. Um, When I had the contract, I learned about a writing um, workshop called Wild Acres, uh, the, the spring and fall gathering. And I went to the spring gathering, started working on essays that were very well received. So um, everything that happened, there were, there were other 
um, steps that were leading me to feeling stronger and very strong in my gifts and to feel confident in them and to practice them. And, um, and so that's, that's sort of a, a, a brief synopsis of that situation. So inspiring. So inspiring to hear. Because um, what, what I believe with all my heart and, and teach and share is that, you know, when we listen to the truth of our own being, the truth of our heart, and when we, when we put that energy out into the world in the form of taking proactive steps, you know, getting support, networking with others, that, you know, that doors do open. You know, it, it, I mean, you know, maybe not on the timetable we want it to be, but it happens. You know, that it's, it's what's so essential is that we trust, you know, we trust ourselves, that we trust our gifts. And, and you, you are such a beautiful example of that. Um, so um, share, share with us, if you would, you know, about your, about your work. What, what's one of your projects that you would love people to know about and that you're really passionate about? Yes. Well, I'm, I am working on uh, a project that um, is being partially funded by the Arts and Science Council. That was the cultural vision grant that I received. Um, and it's helping me to work on something that's been, in, uh, you know, been a dream of mine. And that is to work on an anthology um, of writing, of essays with other black women uh, um, around the theme. And the theme that we're going to work on is, the working title is um, like mother, like daughter, like really. Um, black women <laughs> dish about their mothers. And um, that's sort of the working title. And, and not only do I want to, to have this volume published, but I also want to work with the writers to help them craft their pieces prior to publication. There are a lot mm. of publishers out here that are, you know, that, that are publishing people's work, um, you know, sort of like indie publishers, but they're working with them after the work is already done. Mm -hmm. And I want to be the a person that will sort of coach them through it and teach them about essay writing, about, certain components of writing prior to or during the, the writing process. And so um, that's something that I'm, you know, working on. And also my own essay collection about what it's like to grow up, you know, my own experiences growing up black and from the South with the parents that I had, um, you know, which mm -hmm. were sort of, you know, one was a civil rights activist in college and the other one was a, a military officer and so I had a little bit of hate learning about patriotism and what it is to be a patriot but then also understanding that there's a there's fighting you know there's some there's some fights that have to go uh, along with being a black woman and you know I've always been up on politics and um, understanding that voting is important because 
that's what my parents believed. That's what my mother believed. You know, we, my my sister and my, um, my sister and my mom and I oftentimes would on election night, we'd be calling each other no matter where we were. Okay, who's going to win? I don't know. What is it looking like right now? I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. And so just like some people are into sports, well, we're in the, my mother, sister, and I are in the politics in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to give you a lot of um, energy back around both of these projects. I mean, the the anthology, that that is so th- exciting to hear. And how how important um, for black women to be able to share um, stories about their mothers? I mean, that's so multi-layered around uh, honoring um, black women. You know, honoring the um, the dignity, the beauty, um, you know, the the strength, the tenacity, the feistiness. Um, you know, there's the faith, the radical love um, of black women. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, the humor. Can't wait for your anthology to be born and um, and to bring that deep soul, very deep soul pride um, to these writers and and you being able to coach them along is um, so happy for you and so happy for for all of us that are going to benefit from you sharing your gift with these, with these writers. And, and I'm telling you, I hope that anthology explodes. I hope it's everywhere. Um, and, and then the other, the essays growing up as a, a black um, female child in the South um, with the parents that you had. Wow. Wow. The stories that you have to share. Um, that that will help so many, um, you know, young um, black women, but also I think help, I mean, honestly, help white women like myself um, to have a deeper understanding um, and a, you know, of, of what that experience was like. Um, I'm so grateful that you're so moved to share, to share your story and to tell the truth of your story. Um, because that, that is a way, of course, it's a way to push back against oppression, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And you know, I think back to what it was like, um, reading certain books when I was in school, you know, going through both, um, junior high or middle school, um, high school, even college to a certain extent. And there weren't a lot of books that were recommended that were by people of color. And, um, and so I think that this helps, you know, with me helping to coach others and then also with my own work, it helps expand the what we call the body of knowledge, um, you know, in grad school, but like the whole the body of knowledge of what's available for people to to read and discover and learn about cultures other than their own, because I think that is so important today. We're in this bubble, you know, we're all in our comfortable bubbles. And I think especially for white Southern America, that bubble is too thick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah some space and holes in those bubbles so that we can 
learn about each other, their truth. And, yeah. um, you know, because that's how you learn and grow. If you can have some empathy for another individual struggle yeah. or even just their story, you know, it can make a difference. I mean, it's, it's, oh my God, it's so true what you're saying. I mean, to learn about the other, you know, I mean, to learn about what, what is different, you know, for, for, for me, it's like learning about others' culture and other people's stories. It puts, it like, it puts flesh and bones. It brings humanity and, um, writers are, they help do that, that they help speak about the, um, the reality of our lives. And I'm, I'm so grateful that, I'm so grateful that God, you know, gave you that calling and gave you that gift and the passion. I mean, your, your passion around writing just oozes, um, and your enthusiasm just radiates as you talk about it. And, um, I see my producer here is telling me that we need to begin to wrap up our time together. Angela, where can people find you? And um, if people want to sign up and, and get coaching with you, let's help our listeners find you. Yes, they can go to um, www.angelamhagler.com. Awesome. And awesome. I'm, and they, I'm also on yeah. Instagram at, under, I'm sorry. I'm also on Instagram um, at Angela M. Hagler. Awesome. Awesome. So you are, you offer for our listeners, Angela offers coaching and writing classes, and that's a part of her work and has taught creative writing all of these years. Um, I'm, I'm so excited that you have this passion around telling your story. And I, I want to just say, um, don't hold back. Keep going because we need you. The world needs you. We need, we need what you and other strong, smart, beautiful black women have to share with us. Um, it's such a gift. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great having the opportunity to talk about this and share this with others. Well, all of you, check out Angela and Thank you so much for being with us today on Finding Hope. You can find me on Facebook at Mandy Bird and on Instagram at Counselor Mandy. And if you'd like to, please review this episode. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you for being with us. See you next time on Finding Hope.